0: Good afternoon, it's Thursday, March 9th. My name is Cleo O'Flynn and you're welcome to English Time. We're on air in English here on Radio Sur Adeche every Thursday from 1 to 1.30 and you can listen back to the programme on any of your online platforms or through the link that I will post on the Adeche Town Hall Facebook page. Today, Jet 2 are upbeat. Marianne McLaughlin is on the runway but will drones spoil the flight? But first, let's have a quick look at some local headlines. The ITB, the Berlin Tourism Trade Fair, is on this week, and according to ADEGE Tourism Councillor Adolfo Alonso Ferreira, we can expect an increase in the number of German visitors to Costa ADEGE, with visitor numbers already at pre-pandemic levels. Ferreira, who is in Berlin, says the projection is a 15% increase over the number of Germans booking to visit the region, and that's according to reports from tour operators. This week, a Tenerife hosted the 25th meeting of a network of Spanish intercultural cities. There are 22 different geographical zones in Spain that belong to the association. And in Tenerife, with one in five of every resident born outside the island, this was an ideal location for the, this year's event. Organising the event was Juntas en la misma dirección, or Together in the Same Direction, and the Ten- Tenerife Immigration Observatory. Intercultural Cities is a European initiative and it's a platform to connect cities and leaders globally into a community where initiatives and practice from one city are analysed and shared to inspire others. For the first time, Atheche Council has organised a pre-Easter Stations of the Cross with the statue of Jesus of Nazareth visiting different neighbourhoods in the borough throughout next week. Full details of the visits and times are in townhall.adeche.es Events marking International Women's Day took place in Adeje yesterday and continued through the week and into next week. This evening, the Council will announce the winners of the Abinke Prize, an annual award given to an individual or group who have contributed to the advancement of equality. Next week, there are talks on healthy habits during menopause, postpartum depression and education inequality. The CDTCA just celebrated the end of the Alternative Training for Employment Programme à la Carte, with 15 students awarded their professional certificates for basic bar and restaurant operations. During the 11-month training period, students also worked in job placement situations, preparing drinks and basic plates. And finally, as the opening date of the new Adeje Auditorium is next week, the Council are now offering guided tours of the new facility in Spanish. More information on this and the shows already open for ticket sales is online at adeje.es auditorio. Adeje now has a new theatre that will be staging top-class productions from the Canary Islands, Spain and international productions too with the new Auditorio de Adeje. Check the program on auditorio de Adege.es. Let the show begin in the new adeje auditorium. James Pyslack, who is That's the speaker with jet too. Um Thanks for quite the time to talk to us here in English Time. We're, we're, we're probably a smaller station than, we're, than you're used to, but a lot of the listeners here live in the UK, come here every year, have family who come here. So, they will use your airline jet to quite a lot. So they're going to be interested, I think, in, in oh, yeah. what you're going to have to say. And my yeah. first question really is, how have you seen the tourism market going after COVID? What's your
1: recovery been like? Yeah, the, the bounce back was very quick and it was very immediate. And that was something that we anticipated all along. You know people were were locked away essentially for two years you know unable to travel and able to, to, to see their friends and family in, in overseas destinations and they were stuck in the cold and rain I mean I'm looking out my window now it's one degree over here and it's it's raining heavily so people very much wanted to escape that and get back to the sunshine and yeah that's what we found the, the demand b- bounced back very strongly very quickly um, we were ready for that bounce back as well, which I think is a really important point to make. There was obviously uh, a lot of disruption in the system. In um, air force like Gatwick and Manchester, when correct. the air came, that's correct. Yeah, there was a, a, a lot of um, a lot of companies in the whole ecosystem, if you like, weren't uh, adequately resourced, adequately prepared. We were we we started making our recruitment season well ahead of the bounce backs we had everybody we needed to to look after our customers okay. um and we're very proud of that track record so so yeah um demand came back very quickly very strongly and it's continued to to do the same thing really bookings are looking you know very good for um this this coming summer summer 23 We've had a very good winter as well there's been a lot a lot of uh, customers wanting to get away to the winter sun of of, of Tenerife of the Canary Islands as well so yeah it's, it's in a very good position and we're looking ahead with with a lot of confidence
0: and I mean I read in your recent press release Tenerife is the second most important airport in Spain for you guys after I think it's after Mallorca is it and you're you've seen an increase of nearly 600,000 seats on offer to Tenerife so the services are expanding for the canary
1: islands i assume the services are very much expanding yeah we, even in recent weeks we've been adding uh, a lot of additional capacity and tenerife has, has been one of the destinations in particular i think that early summer season around the easter holidays um uh, we see a lot of demand for that so we've added a lot of flying from a lot of our airports to to tenerife for the early part of the summer season but you know as we get into the peak summer 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 season. We've got three three daily services, for example, going well, from Manchester okay. to Tenery, which which really shows you know that demand that's there. It is absolutely one of our most important destinations. It always has been, and it always will be. Uh, you know, both for winter and for summer.
0: Uh, that was I was just about to ask that because I mean I've been living here for twenty years, and in the past the islands were definitely the top winter destination. But summer destinations in the past, they were kind of running a slow second behind, say, mainland Spain or Greece or Turkey. But in recent years, the summer bookings seem to be up as well. I mean, would, would you find that, that the Canary Islands are a favourite destination now all year round?
1: They really are a favourite destination all year round, Jack. Yeah. Um, people know if they go to the Canary Islands at any time of year, they're going to get a fantastic climate. They're going to get great weather and of course on top of that you've got you know the fantastic resorts the fantastic product that we've got as well Mm. we've got a huge team of uh, our red team our customer helpers we've got a massive team in in all of our canary island destinations uh looking after people now and yeah it's an absolute year-round favorite the the canary islands and and you know we've added capacity um to all four of our canary island destinations in response to that and you know as demand increases, we'll continue to do so. Where people want to go, we'll take them. And there's no doubt that, that the Canaries is, is one of those those big destinations, yeah.
0: And obviously, um, to remind people, Jet2 is more than just a fleet of planes. You do run and offer resorts as well, so you offer the whole package.
1: That's correct, yeah. So um, we have jet2.com, which is our airline. So if you book a ticket through jet2.com, that's our seat-only product. But uh, we also have Jet2 Holidays, which is the UK's largest tour operator now. We, we recently increased our atoll licence to 5.89 million, so we're the UK's largest tour operator. We are the largest uh, UK airline and tour operator to all four of our Canary Island destinations. Wow. Um, but yeah, if you book uh, through Jet2 Holidays, you, you, you get all package holiday benefits. So you get your Jet2.com flight, you get your hotel, um, you get your transfers, you have in-resort customer helpers, you have a 24-hour customer helpline, you get all that, um, uh, tr- for, for, for a low £60 per person deposit as well. And we're an award-winning business as well. And I think that's a really important, uh, point to make is, um, before the pandemic, during the pandemic and after the pandemic, well, you know, t- since, since travel has returned. Yeah, we've continued to win awards for the way we look after people. Um, you know, we're obsessed with that, and, and that will always be the thing that drives our success.
0: It's important because there is competition. Um, James, one last question, or maybe maybe it's not my last. <laughs> and I I know I didn't kind of flag this in advance, but in the last couple of weeks, we've seen some headlines because some Canary Islands are saying they have been saying we want to change the kind of tourists that are coming in maybe looking for people who have a bit more money to spend and some British press have used that uh, and I think slightly distorted it with headlines saying the Canary Islands don't want Brits anymore now have you had any of that feedback from your clients people saying oh I don't want to go to the Canary Islands anymore or is the demand as strong as ever
1: we've not heard anything like that the demand is very much as strong as ever and that's why we continue to increase capacity um, you know the our customer base that travels to to the Canary Islands. It, it's it's all demographics and backgrounds. To be perfectly honest with you, there are those who want to travel on a on a five star luxury holiday, and we've got an indulgent escape proposition to to cater for that. But it, it's very much all, all demographics and backgrounds. We've got two to five star accommodation, and they're all they're all filling up very well, very nicely.
0: And the customer can choose just flight, flight, and destination. And I just say from two to five stars. So you really are catering for everybody.
1: That's correct. Yeah. So if you, you know, if you own, uh, you know, property in, in the Canary Islands, you can, you can obviously just fly with jet2.com and choose that seat only product. But if you want to take a package holiday or a villa holiday, you can book through Jet 2 holidays or, or, or Jet 2 villas. Yeah.
0: An absolutely fine question. The horrible B word, Brexit. Um, have you noticed any worries among clients or have you noticed any flight changes in terms of people's preferences because of the rules about how long they can stay, whether they are able to return to a European destination between the 90 days and the 100 day complex rules? I mean, has Brexit played a part at all in your bookings? It seems
1: to have settled down now. I think uh, you you know, following the following decision and and, in the kind of intervening years afterwards, um, there perhaps among some people there were some uh, some some questions in their mind, if you like, which which may have impacted travel behaviour. But I think it's it's kind of baked in now, almost, if you like, and and people have got you know got used to uh, uh, how to travel now uh, and. yeah but the demand continues to be to be very strong now which is which is excellent yeah Brilliant.
0: thank you I mean I'm sure if you like other la- airlines have come through COVID and Brexit and are still expanding uh, it's good news for everybody
1: absolutely um, you know it is great to be filling up aircraft for lots of ha- happy holiday makers again um, I was at the celebrate the Jets 2 uh, Jet 2 Turn 20 uh, just last month and i was at that celebration where it was at Leeds Bradford airport we're celebrating 20 years since our first flight and uh, one of the flights that we got on um to do some customer surprises with was actually going to arrecifer wow and it was 189 people on the aircraft smiling faces taking off to the sunshine and that's exactly what we want and and they're
0: very welcome here indeed james peisleg Thank you so much for talking to me. James is the PR manager in the UK for Jeff2, and it's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Thank you now, very much. Now, that was uh, something I recorded about three days ago, but Kind of coincidentally, but I also planned it um, in the studio with me. I have Anne-Marie McLaughlin, who is going to talk to us in a minute about her fabulous new gin, uh, which I have tasted. And I haven't tasted it before today's program. I have to make sure. So just so people know, we haven't been drinking. <laughs> but her husband is Colin Dwyer, who is ex Air Corps, uh, currently a, a commercial pilot, but he's here in a personal capacity. And just because of headlines recently... Now, we were talking... I was talking to James about the whole issue of headlines. What kind of tourists do the Canary Islands want? But in Ireland, the real thing that has caught the headline attention has been the issue of drones. And I thought, of columns here, I want to ask him about drones... Because I know it has affected UK airports too, but there's been about four days in the last month, I think, Colum, where mm. Dublin Airport has had to close for an hour, two hours, four hours. What's what's happening?
2: Well, um, basically, uh, Cleo, I really only know as much as you know. What I've seen in the uh, in the media. But uh, six times in the last six weeks, Dublin Airport. Six times? Yeah, in six weeks. So that's an average of one week. By the way, it's totally coincidental that it's Dublin. It could be anywhere. Okay. This drone problem is a global thing. Obviously, the more airplanes flying into uh, airports, the more hazardous it has become. But uh, I think this is a great platform for people like me to tell people just how dangerous and hazardous and what a big threat this is. It's really, really, really bad. And the mm. fact that Dublin Airport closed... And uh, there was a, a lot of flights diverted to various other airports. Mm. It's a huge inconvenience, both to the uh, airport operator themselves, the airlines, but particularly to the people who are using the service yeah. to end up somewhere you don't want to be. But that's that's the small thing. The big thing is, this is going to cause an accident at some stage. Look, well, that was, bad.
0: I mean, okay, I kind of understand, but by the same token, I mean, I've seen drones. They're the size of an A4 piece of paper. Yeah, so They're tiny. And you kind of think, hang on a minute
2: how can that actually close down an airport well the the problem is that uh for the last 50 years or so the uh, the the um the preoccupation in the aviation industry is safety, safety, safety. And we've got to a place nowadays where there are literally thousands of movements per day over European airspace and worldwide, and it's very, very safe, as you know. Yeah. And we've, uh, it, it hasn't happened by accident, excuse the pun. No, uh, no, that's a good point. But uh, it's, it's something that we have worked on and that we continue to work on, and there's a huge consciousness and awareness of trying to do that. Suddenly... People, the general public, have access to these things called drones, which are uh, uh, self-propelled vehicles. You know, they're, 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 they're launched by people who are unqualified, untrained and not aware of, of, of the hazard that's caused. Now, or maybe they are and they're,
0: they're deliberately doing this.
2: Possibly, but I would say in the main, people are going out there, sort of well-meaning fools, to be honest with you. (laughs) All they want is to take (laughs) a couple of photographs, yeah. uh, It's perfect, uh, Mm. and and it's a great opportunity for these guys to do that, yeah. uh, And uh, put it up on social media, etc. What a a great guy am I? But it's really, really dangerous. And like you, all you need is something the size of uh, uh, of of an orange to go into uh, to be ingested by an engine,
0: and it's Uh, gone. uh, Yeah,
2: and and the thing is nothing happens for one reason. One of these days there will be two drones and they'll go into both engines, but also hitting surfaces on the aircraft, they can render them inoperable. Uh, and so the
0: they other could slice a bit w- of
2: a wing off or something? Well, they could damage it, and they could yeah. damage a control surface, they could damage a horizontal stabiliser, etc., etc., uh, which have huge implications. And the other thing which I have read, and it's plausible, that the damage caused by these hard objects, drones, they're, mm-hmm. they're metal objects, is much more hazardous than, than just the a bird strike, which yeah, is what yeah. we, which is something that we uh, we're very aware of as well. We mitigate against it as best we can. People are aware of it. We yeah. talk about bird migrations, etc., etc. But these things come from nowhere, anytime. and no and one's.
0: You, you can't tell who's controlling them because it's some fella in a house behind the wire. N- not, not something. at the
2: moment. We, 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 I'm afraid that the uh, that the systems in place at the moment, as witnessed in Dublin last week, are inadequate okay. to uh, to uh, mitigate against the threat completely. What now, can there, be done? There working on it okay and um, I have seen that the uh, in the in the in the short term the Irish government through the Dublin Airport Authority are uh, investing in 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 a sort of a, um, a frequency jamming system they call it okay they call it non-kinetic in other words it's it's not a uh, hardware uh, and it will it can render these things inoperable and they can bring them down but it's not in place yet but it's 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 coming very soon I hear and they're also going to um, appoint a state agency in Ireland. For this particular purpose. Okay, so for for airport safety. Yes, but it's like, this is happening now, but it's always after the event. And I hope to God that it'll be put in place, not just in Ireland, but everywhere else as well, before uh, there is a catastrophe.
0: I mean, you said at the beginning that airlines work to promote safety, safety, safety. Can I assume, or would you even know, that what Dublin Airport are looking at will also be shared with other airlines oh and vice versa. Yeah. That airline, that airports talk to each other.
2: Very much so. We'll, well, actually, the whole thing is under the, um, is under the auspices of EASA, which is the uh, European Union uh, okay. uh, Aviation Safety Organisation. But also, ICAO, uh, which is the global one and the FAA in, in the so North So Brexit America. won't
0: exclude British airports from this?
2: No, not at all. I don't think so, no. Good. But, um, like, it's akin to, uh, to, to somebody going out and putting a boulder on a railway track.
0: I suppose it is you know
2: except that it's far easier you don't yeah. have to horse the boulder onto the track these things and and like Lepic people loads. are actually well meaning they're not cause they're not trying to cause damage yeah. you know yeah. it's the same thing as some teenager having a little doctor's outfit uh, or, 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 or set and, and they allow him into an operating theatre yeah. like I, but in those situations like at least only one person maybe maybe may suffer the consequences as you know when something happens in aviation yeah. it's, it's, it is a catastrophe yeah.
0: I mean I know very quickly we have a Focus of Eche group that we well were a little bit inactive, but one of the visits we have done, which is hugely interesting, is one to Tenerife South Airport, and they've taken us to see the falconry section yeah. where they train birds to remove other birds from flight wow. paths.
2: That's right, and yeah, that's fabulous. Yeah, they, they even in, at Dublin at the at the uh, perimeter of the airport they actually have have these uh, mock uh, birds hawks which are on on they're on sort of extended. Um, uh, lifts or cranes, n- yeah, or something. not in just a, just a, like a, like, a, like an aerial, and it deters it, it, it deters birds. But there are all sorts of systems like that yeah, in place. There have yeah, to be, and we don't know, you know about half of them. Yeah, I and I think myself that if the general public were more aware of the hazard that's created by these things, yeah. there would be more reaction. There probably would be, u- be p- less
0: people think that it's okay to fly the drone.
2: Oh, well, well, that's the thing. They're becoming yeah. more accessible. They're obviously, as things develop, they get cheaper and, and anybody can go in and buy one yeah. of these things. You can get a license to fly one under two and a half kilos from the IAA for 30 euros and it's valid for two okay. years. I, I and mean, you can you can bring this thing anywhere in the boot yeah. of your car. Mm-hmm. Now, if we are aware... As passengers, as 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 the users of airlines, that uh, there was something dodgy about a particular operator, we wouldn't actually, we wouldn't go with them. Yeah. You know, we're very particular and we're very um, uh, reactive when we hear about things like this. And I think the same thing should be out there about these drones okay. because it's, it's one to out watch. there. It's a real, it's a real problem. There have been some accidents nothing you know it's it it has happened um <coughs> just with lighter aircraft okay and nothing nothing ma- n- the n- the nothing, that will, nothing that will sort of uh, attract the attention of the uh, of the mass media globally, but as i say it's just a matter of time because okay. everything is a matter of time.
0: Salad, that's that's <coughs> warning words there from Colum Doir. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to turn to Column's wife, but she was. Yeah, you were you were here first. You were invited <laughs> first. <laughs> Hello, in a way. Cleo. How are you? It's lovely I'm to good. see you again. This is Marion McLaughlin, who I met through LinkedIn, which is my new favorite social media. Indeed. <laughs> um, now you you're an ex uh, aviation worker as well because I know you were crew on with Aer Lingus. I, I was. Think. I was like I st- was my mammy. Years right, ago. That's
3: right. Um, I suppose before I get started, we better give a little mention to we are global Irish as okay. well with, yeah. with LinkedIn. Uh, Can Jackie I get you closer
0: to the microphone, there, and right Dave? There, yes. Yeah.
3: So that's how we met. Uh, yes, I, I'm ex Air Lingus, and in 1999, um, I, I, I was training to, for cabin Group, A little bit later than a lot of my, my group. Um, around the same time, Colin was becoming a, a captain with the, uh, the opposition, the opposition. Um, but no, it's so much has changed since then and okay. I guess uh, after that I got involved with things like um, a concessionaire company that and product development for I stayed within aviation I stayed very much within aviation um, and I have a particular liking for let's say product development
0: okay. so you know and you, but you moved into a dist- I mean I don't know did you become a co-producer in a distillery or you leapt from the plane into a distillery I did I did I mean product is product
3: for me and I, I guess it was a very easy thing for me to do I, I was on my travels with Column quite a lot mm-hmm. two aviation people on their travels, Um how would you put it? Somebody has to a
0: busman's holiday. Yeah,
3: most yeah, of the time. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and uh, it, it was—it it sort of—it was advantageous for me, particularly the—you know—as we have children and grandchildren—to—to uh, to create my own little—you know—a project. Yeah, my own little projects. And I've met some wonderful people, including a distillery family, the lovely family Brona and uh, Sarah and Sean at Le Stoke Distillery. Yeah. Um It was—you know—I hate saying the pandemic story, but it was actually—it well, was—we during the pandemic that I had, I had, you know, I, I, I write and I do a little production myself and it was during that time I said, you know, I'd love to give one more product to show, I'd love to develop a product because I had been involved with, uh, as I said, an airline concessionaire, retail in motion, and we had developed developed everything from coffees to potato chips and what have you. Um, gin, I suppose everybody said to me, "Are you mad?" Because well, it's, it's, oh, it's over. It's you know it's saturated. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I was thinking, when I was growing up, yeah. there was
0: Cork Dry Gin and yeah. Gordons in Ireland, and, and, there, then, and the then probably beef eaters and yeah, Gordons yeah. Yeah. in probably the UK.
2: They had Gordons in Dublin, but they didn't have it where I came from. <laughs> <laughs> if it's, if it's CDC or you, nothing, they, you weren't allowed. It
0: was like Beamish versus. Guinness yeah, and then suddenly yeah. there was this explosion uh, yeah, in microbreweries and, and right. distilleries.
3: And, uh, yes and I, I think a lot of, a, a lot of people have said to me are, are you mad you know it's the market is saturated. I think I was doing this very much as a passion project okay. uh, very much a niche aviation I love uh, what they call verticals I love doing other little things you know candles and journals and, and what have you so you know I, I guess what I'm saying is that we don't make a massive amount of money but we make a, a load of sort of uh, how would you put We're good at product development. Is it
0: niche product? It's it's
3: so niche product. And it's called
0: Runway 28 Gin. Runway 28 Irish
3: Craft Gin. Absolutely. And it's named after the, you know, the iconic Runway 28 at Dublin Airport. Uh, Sort of, uh, you know, a portal for people uh, emigrating, for people coming back. And that was the story, really. That is the story.
0: Now, because you have property here and you kind of half Mm. live here. Yeah. I presume that's why then you decided to try and market it here. You know, it seemed sort of organic thing to do.
3: And and to be honest with you, and I know this is a little bit of a moan on my part, but it was easier for me to ship it down here and work with Now beverages in Tenerife um, uh, than actually sort of sell d- it d- at home. Yeah, I know. It's it's at home. It's it's a very difficult market to, to, to uh, break into. However, we're we're collaborating with the Carleton Hotel at Dublin Airport now. Okay. They have a lovely runway to a rooftop bar. I'm, I'm making a few
0: little inroads there. But Does she ever stop? Well, you know...
3: (laughs) No, she doesn't.
2: (laughs) Can I answer that question, please?
0: No, because what interested me as well was that, again... The, the change I've noticed as well in tourism here too is that in the old days people wanted quantity so you got your local cheap gins and vodkas because yeah. you knew you were getting three measures and a splash of tonic. That's honey. right, yeah. But now I think again it's gone full circle and people want a nice <sighs> It's right. They spirit. call it craft.
3: It's premium and, and, and anything over 42%, let's say Gor- Gordon's is 37%, uh, anything over 42% would be deemed a crafted premium gin so it's a little bit stronger. You're going to get more flavours. I wish you'd told me before I joined the Food. I know <laughs> <laughs> so it is it, it's a small batch and uh, although you know we we're, I'm working with a medium sized distiller we can fill those orders if anybody's listening at Dublin Airport well yeah I'll, I'll be honest
0: <laughs> I mean where can people try it I have well tried at the moment
3: uh, um, we, we're, we're very much on the Gulf we started there now Beverages has their office on, on the Gulf, Gulf del we're in about 14 uh, pub restaurants around the Gulf we're, we're, we're hoping to start uh, getting into the pubs in a decade um, of course if you contact now beverages.net you, you know you can order both mm-hmm. trade and retail so you know watch this space
0: yeah I mean it's got a peppery it's slightly peppery lemony. yeah
3: yeah I uh, very it's slight. it's very slight um, it's uh, th- there's even a slight bit of licorice I, I kind of don't want to put People off by saying it's 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 very peppery either, but it's it's a very special flavor. It works very much on its own with a little bit of lime, a little bit of ice, and lots of tonic because it's a,
0: because it is <laughs> yes. stronger. It is stronger, stronger.
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and all,
2: s- all the flavors uh, ca- basically translate into, I'd say, the word character. It's, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a character. yeah
0: it is. I know it's it's, it's my a lovely best drink.
3: marketing
2: guy here. <laughs> so
0: character. What's next for you then?
3: Oh my goodness. Well. You know, we're going to uh, we're going to keep plodding away at the at the runway 28. Um I brought you one of my little books. You know I have written two books in the past as well, a novelette Great. and a okay. novel so Lovely. I do think I, I will get back to writing at some stage, but you know I I'm, I'm kept busy enough really with what I'm doing. Um, uh, what's next is to get runway 28 into
0: more pubs, clubs and restaurants on okay. the beautiful island of Tenerife. So people are listening. Tell them again uh, how to get in touch with dot uh, net now, now Beverages. Now Beverages. Okay, so that's the best thing to do. Thank you. Right. Uh, Gonzalo, let's let's end the program with a l- tiny little sliver of music. This is appropriately Fly with me. <laughs> you thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Gonzalo. Thank you. Thank you to my fly guest, and me. talk to let's you next fly. week. The day before Patrick's Day, we'll have a few surprises.
2: If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in Far Bombay. Come on and fly with me.